Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. An anonymous op-ed. There's only one man who would dare give me an anonymous op-ed. Lodestar. The following podcast contains... Man, you have got to teach me some of those old man swear words. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you're looking for Nazi gnomes in the garden and you miss the white power ogres crashing your house, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Friday, September 7, 2018. Signs, signs, everywhere there's signs edition of the show where we talk about panics in our liberal disco. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Captain Obvious. Not the hero we need, just the hero we deserve. Are you desperately seeking meanings in everyday events? Are you searching for conspiracies in the face of overt malice? Are you oblivious to the dangers in front of you while searching for the dangers you can't see? Captain Obvious is here to save the day. Captain Obvious will swoop in on the M101 bus because human beings can't actually fly. Size up your situation and gently but firmly point out the stupid thing you ought to be worrying about instead of the thing you are worried about. America is beset by dangers on all sides, and each of them is plain to see as the nose on your face. Captain Obvious is here to tell you only losers look for monsters under the bed while their house is on fire. Captain Obvious, here to save America from itself. Today we are privileged to be among white men and white women, <laughs> such as yourselves. Real warriors for the real America, the America that our ancestors fought and died for. The true white American race, the backbone from whence came our great Southern heritage. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for never putting your country second. America first. America first. America first. I was a weird kid. This probably does not come as a shock to a lot of people. One of the reasons I was weird, however, was I had extremely concrete fears. I mean, I was afraid of things that could actually hurt me. Bees, snakes, drowning, falling, fires, you know, real things. Because I was appropriately afraid of appropriate things, there wasn't a lot of rooms for things that weren't, you know, real. Like Jesus? Yes. So while other kids my age were looking for monsters underneath their bed, I knew the only thing underneath my bed was the shit I put there to hide from my mom. And while that Playboy I lifted from my uncle probably would get my ass beat if my mom found it, it wasn't going to reach out during the night and kill me. I'm not even sure why I had that Playboy. I, I didn't even know what boobies were at the time. I just knew I wasn't supposed to have the magazine. As I grew older, my disbelief in all things paranormal blossomed into an affection for the unreal. I loved ghost stories and fairy tales, and later, that expanded into sword and sorcery fanty epics and games with elves. Because nerd stuff probably really excites you. And despite the magical thinking of my parents... I liked it because I knew it wasn't real, not because I thought it was. Rather than believing in things that go bump in the night, I found myself kind of wishing they were. 
Because reality, I thought at the time, was rather mundane and it's not a little boring. As a kid, I didn't yet understand the fundamental truth about life. That no matter how strange the fiction or fantasy or how incredible the ghost encounter or how high the bullshit is stacked in someone's alien encounter, nothing can possibly be as intensely and immensely fucked up as actual reality. In 2018, it's doubly so. And this weekend, the entire goddamn country just decided to say fuck it all and go full on batshit crazy from what I can tell. I mean, yeah, we've been there for a while, but it's been a specific subset of the country that has been the shithouse ratting their way through their day. Featuring President Donald Trump. And that was, I don't know, fine, I guess. It certainly wasn't news. But this weekend, a few things happened that just seemed to make the whole damn lot of us lose our ever-loving fucking minds. The first thing that happened was Nike dropped their 30-year anniversary ad blitz featuring various athletic-type people who best represent what Nike's marketing department thinks of as their brand. And, you know, that was fine. The campaign starred Odell Beckham Jr., Serena Williams, LeBron James, and other ground-breaking athletes. But the face of the campaign is Colin Kaepernick, featuring a close-up of Cap's face with a tagline, Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Which is more than fine. In fact, it's pretty fucking awesome. Because you know what? Cap did just that when he stood up by taking a knee. Reactions to the new campaign were a mixed... On one side, there were the plaudits for a bold campaign featuring a worthy athlete whose cause is righteous. And on the other side, there were, uh... You were all a bunch of idiots and privileged asswipes. Who immediately took their outrage machines to register that protest by the most common sense method possible. It's a pair of Nike shoes. So everybody to see. Throwing this in the fire because of Colin Kaepernick is now the face of Nike. Take this, Nike. Five pairs of shoes in there, all gonna let them burn. Oh, and I did not put the music bed of the national anthem in there. That was fuckwits, the idea. Yeah, yeah, they went out and burned their Nike shoes or cut the Nike logos from their socks because, uh, And I want to be kind but blunt about this. They did it because they're simple-minded fuckwits who react out of their deep and abiding sense of white grievance and overweening stupidity by burning products they paid good money for as a way to protest the company they gave the money to in the first place so that they can then go out and spend more money to replace the thing they've just burnt. There's not any way to hurt Nike by doing this. The only people it hurt are the morons who burnt themselves while doing so. And of course, everyone who happened to be downwind of the burning Nikes because they're made of some really toxic shit. But those aren't even the people I'm talking about. Because dipshit conservatives protesting by trashing their shit they already paid for is not new. They get upset about something like this about every six months, only to throw a tantrum, then sneak out out a few weeks later to buy a new fucking Keurig. Like I said, these people are not, uh... He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. There was one story that went around 
Soch, as no one calls it, about a guy who set his Nikes on fire while wearing them. Now, this story, which cropped up on Twitter, was a fellow by the name of Phil Braun who showed images of him lighting his shoes on fire and subsequently posting images from his of his burned feet while allegedly being at the hospital. It was a sort of story designed to make liberals feel good about ourselves. Here was the epitome of a stupid person doing a stupid thing, affirming that we enlightened coastal elites are so much better than these flyover mouth breathers and liberals shared this story like pigeons clucking a food pellet dispenser it went viral instantly as smug left-leaners shared it while crowing their delight at the ultimate stupidity of trump's america there was just a one tiny little problem the entire story was uh complete and total bullshit and it was so obvious at first glance the original tweet by braun read quote my name is hashtag mustard and I stand for the hashtag flag to Honer, H-O-N-E-R, at Big and Rich and their sound man and the president, misspelled, I am going to burn my hashtag Nike shoes. Well, that's maybe a clue. I mean, when you say your name is hashtag mustard, my ears are going to prick up. You know, they really are. Noted reality check, Snopes.com did a quick Google image search, which took all of three seconds because this intrepid podcaster did the same thing the moment he saw the tweet. And Snopes said, quote, we aren't entirely sure if Twitter user Phil Braun truly set his shoes on fire while wearing them, but there we can say he was not injured in the manner depicted in this photograph. The final image, which Braun claimed was taken during his visit to the hospital, actually showed the severely burned feet of an unidentified patient at Alfred Hospital in Melbourne, Australia. That photograph has been viewable on the website of the Victorian State Trauma System since at least March of 2017, long before Kaepernick-inspired Nike boycotts began and Phil Braun allegedly set his feet on fire, unquote. There's a universality to Twitter hoaxes that after a decade of living with the medium, even the most casual user ought to be able to spot. It goes a little like this. When you see something that seems too good to be true too crazy or too incredible or too stupid, then it chances are it isn't true. We live in an age where the world's information is but a click away. Maybe you could say, I don't know, make that click before you make the click to share it. I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work. I get it. I get it. It doesn't give you that thrill of confirmation bias that we all seem to love more than, I don't know, in our children or in my case, my non-existent children. But I can kind of forgive the burning feet tweeters because Americans are really fucking stupid. And in some reality, I could actually see some dipshit lighting his own feet on fire to own the libs. I see that happening. Yes. I'm still going to verify before I share, but I can imagine it happening. What I have a problem with is people who latch onto crazy-ass ideas and spread them not because they were given a piece of information that was erroneous, but they took a piece of information out of context, assigned an entirely indifferent erroneous context to that information, you know, just made some shit up, and then shared it. During the opening day of the Supreme Court pick Brett Kavanaugh's hearings on the Capitol Hill, Activist Amy Siskin posted a tweet featuring a video of a woman sitting behind the nominee who'd been, shall we say, expressive at some of the statements made during the opening remarks by the Democrat senators who thought perhaps they might need a minute to read the massive document dump about the candidate that had happened mere hours before. The woman in question had 
rolled her eyes and generally sneered her way through the bombast because the woman in question is a high-placed Republican operative and a former member of Raphael Edward Ted the Zodiac Cruz's failed run for president. This unquestionably makes her what I would consider and a vile and terrible person. Or, if you will, just a run-of-the-mill Republican. Yet Siskin saw something else, something darker, something more sinister in the way the woman placed her hands upon her arm and tweeted, quote, What the fresh hell is this? Kavanaugh's assistant Zena Bash giving the white power sign behind him during the hearing? This alone should disqualify, unquote. The only correct thing contained in this tweet is the name Zena Bash, for that is indeed the woman's name. Look, I don't know a lot about Amy Siskin, but what I do know is that she belongs to a certain camp of the liberal wing that is best described as reactionary. And by reactionary, I mean the equivalent of the kind of people who burn their shoes because they're offended by an ad campaign. Just slightly smarter. She is smart. She's motivated, successful, rich, and dedicated to her cause. And that's the problem. She's so dedicated to her cause that she often fails to attend to the plank in her own eye before addressing the sawdust in her neighbor's. Beyond the biblical reference. I mean, she's the kind of liberal white woman that frequently steps on people of color, particularly women of color, in pursuit of her social justice agenda. What Siskin saw was Bash being a condescending and smug person, which I am sure she recognized. And then she saw Bash cross her arms and hold her finger in what appeared to be on camera as the OK symbol. Thumb and index finger touching and three remaining fingers more or less upright resting on the arm. This symbol is considered by some, and by some I mean a very vocal set of morons as a quote white power symbol unquote flashed between fellow travelers of the white power experience there is only one small problem well there are two small problems the first being that bash wasn't given any kind of signal whatsoever she was sitting there with her arms crossed and hands positioned in, a, in an entirely natural way and two the okay symbol is not now nor has it ever have been a white power hand signal can be no it can't while Siskin eventually deleted and retracted the tweet, the damage was done because now it was in the wild and spreading like crabs in a fraternity house laundry basket. The Anti-Defamation League, whom I believe knows a fair bit about white power, has this to say about the OK symbol. Quote, Has the simple thumb and forefinger OK hand gesture become a white supremacist hand sign? Well, no, it hasn't. But you are likely to hear just the opposite from some social media thanks to the latest hoax from members of the notorious and website 4chan. The OK hand gesture hoax originated in February of 2017 when an anonymous 4chaner announced Operation O-KKK, telling other members that we must flood Twitter and other social media websites, claiming that the OK hand sign is a symbol of white supremacy, unquote. The user even provided a helpful graphic showing how the letters WP for white power can be traced within the OK gesture. The originator and others uh, and others also suggested useful hashtags to spread the hoax, such as hashtag power hand privilege and hashtag not OK. Leftists have dug so deep down into their fucking lunacy, that wrote the poster, when we must force them to dig more until the rest of society ain't going anywhere near that shit, unquote. And needless to say, it worked like a charm. 
Liberal Twitter blew the fuck up with angry libs calling Bash a white supremacist, accusing her of being a closet clan and on board of the, on the board of Nazis or us. This despite Bash being born of a Mexican mother and a Jewish father whose grandparents had survived the Holocaust. When this was pointed out to them, they countered that Trump troglodyte Stephen Miller, who, if he isn't a white supremacist, he's definitely supremacist curious, is also the grandchild of Holocaust survivors and his actions aren't clean and he certainly does fit the bill of being a white supremacist. To which I am forced to say yes, his actions do make him that sort of asshole. And yes, Bash worked with Miller on said immigration policies. So call her out on that. Call her out for her associations with Stephen Miller. Call her out for being a fucking shitty person. But don't call her out on a fake hand gesture that she wasn't making. And even if she was, it now only exists to fucking troll liberals. And it makes, it makes us fucking look stupid when you get angry about it. God damn it. This is so fucking easy. Just don't grab every fucking bait that's thrown into you when you're swimming around the fish tank. Otherwise, you're going to end up in the fucking fish special at the diner. <sighs> Bash's husband, a U.S. attorney in Texas, took to Twitter. I think I see a pattern forming here. To say, quote, the attacks today on my wife are repulsive. Everyone tweeting this vicious conspiracy theory should be ashamed of themselves, unquote. And he's absolutely right. Because whatever hand positioning Xena Bash displayed is utterly fucking irrelevant to the greater threat posed by the guys she works for getting on the Supreme Court. And I know that there's some of you out there that said, Dave, Dave, she did it again and it was clear as fuck. Which leads me to believe that she is in fact trolling your gullible asses now. And I kind of respect her for that. After the sh after all, you shit yourselves over the first one. Why the hell wouldn't she? She doesn't respect you. I mean, if you're if you're gonna accuse me of doing something that I wasn't doing, if I and if I were doing, it's only a thing that internet trolls made up to trigger people. Then I'm just gonna go out and trigger you just to fuck with you because I'm that kind of contrary person. <sighs> Y'all fuckers need to take a shot. Give yourselves a good scratch. And calm the fuck down. Because Bash's white nationalist leanings or lack thereof are some extraneous bullshit compared to the reality of the fundamental change in the leanings of the Supreme Court, which the activist base of the left just hasn't fucking showed up for this time around. The left, and for a change, I'm not talking about the senators on the Hill, but the people on the street who ought to be breaking down the doors of said senators, are oddly quiescent about the hearings. Last year, they were burning up phone lines, marching in the streets, and showing up at political offices when the GOP was trying to dismantle health care, not meekly acquiescing to the appointment of a judge who will vote to overturn Roe to shore up the ethnic cleansing of the Trump administration and to protect the criminal actions of the administration from legal prosecution. The appointment of Kavanaugh is the most unpopular pick for the Supreme Court since 1987 when Robert fucking Bork, a man who's eponymous for failure to be appointed because of his political views being horrible, when he was the last person even close to the levels of disapproval. And the only person who's been even near it since then was Harriet Myers, who was George W. Bush's housekeeper or something. I don't know. It was a long time ago, and I was drinking a lot to get through the Bush administration. And even she failed to be seated, and her approval levels were better than fucking Kavanaugh's. But still, liberal base is silent because we sure as fuck seem happy to tweet about it about fake hand gestures and conspiracy theories so why aren't we fucking in the streets over this 
The Democrats on the Justice Committee actually had a decent, have a decent strategy to play a losing hand, demand, delay, and deny, push the confirmation back as far as they can. They make solid arguments on transparency, on the irregularity of the process. The GOP rams this confirmation through without any regard to the norms of the Senate because they're fucking terrified if they wait. There's a small but real possibility they could lose the Senate majority and then it will be them getting raw-dogged in the cornhole by the Democrats instead of being the ones doing the pushing. The wolf of desperation is intoxicating yet terrifying because they're probably going to do it. Hell, they're almost definitely going to get him confirmed. And you know, liberals could be making it hard for him. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are facing uh, no real price for rolling over on Roe because they, <laughs> and because they're not, the red state, state Democrats facing re-election this year are probably going to vote to confirm because they believe it will help them hold their seat. And shit, maybe it will because the base doesn't seem angry enough about losing this fight to make them worry. The Democrats, indeed the entire country, holds a poker hand filled with random shit and the only play is, uh, is to either fold or bluff. But to bluff, you got to make the other side believe your hand is better than what you got. And right now, the GOP knows we don't hold shit. If the base doesn't show up at the table, then, well, uh, you know. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there will be time enough for count. When the dealing's done. And the dealing is damn near done, liberals. Are you going to fucking count your fucking votes? Or are you going to sit there and bald faith make them pay for it? Because what we cannot do is keep calling for the... F we can't keep falling for the fakes the other side is tossing out to keep us off balance and blathering about bullshit instead of focusing on the cards. I think I've beat that metaphor long enough. Oh, but one more. Speaking of bluffing, if you happen to be a White House staffer, secretly part of the resistance, doing all you can to save the country from the madness of King Trump, please go fuck yourself with a rusty iron pipe. If you're truly doing your part to save the country, you gather up your fucking files, you put them in your little leather folio, email the president of the selfie yourself, giving him the middle finger, holding a sign that says that shouts, resign, you dangerous fucking lunatic, and walk the fuck outside into a fucking camera and spill your goddamn guts publicly. That's being a fucking hero. All you're doing is being a spineless sycophant trying to soften your landing when the whole rotten fucking administration finally blows up. Fuck you, anonymous resistor. And also, stop thinking it's Mike Pence because it's just one fucking word. Loads star is not that uncommon and mike pence doesn't have the spine to write something like this even anonymously he thinks god told him he's gonna be president when donnie strokes out of the shitter fuck and as to the nazi gnomes in the garden y'all are looking for there are real people out there doing shit openly to advance the white nationalist agenda and they're not subtle about what they're doing Nazis don't do subtle. They want you to know what they're doing. They want you to know who they are. If Zena Bash were a fucking white power proponent, she's not going to give you a little hand signal. She's going to come right out and give you a full on Heil fucking Hitler salute. Nazis are incapable of being discreet. They're going to wear armbands, wave their flags, and just flat out say racist shit so you can spot them from like a mile away. Look at Corey Stewart running for Senate in Virginia. That fucker is straight up appearing with Nazis on stage and waving a Confederate flag at his fucking rallies. He isn't showing hand signs. He's taking a big fucking neon sign on tour with him that screams Nazis welcome here. And it's there at every rally. There are evil people doing evil things in the open every single fucking day. And yes, 
you should suspect anyone that's associated with the Trump administration. Zena Bash is very likely to hold some fucking abysmal views and support evil policies. Many of them line it up quite nicely with the sort of things that Steve Bannon or Richard Spencer or any number of other fucking assholes would support. But you don't need to look for secret signals or fake signs to know. Just look at the company she keeps and the judge him on the ju- and judge her on the judge she's sitting behind. That way, when you start pointing out the shit they're trying to pull, you don't look like a fucking wank bait liberal stroking out to whatever the trolls are trying to provoke you with because we are supposed to be the smart ones here and it's about time we started acting like we were. And stop believing in Twitter comedians. Oh, hell, just stop believing in Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp or Snapchat or Tinder or Grindr. Actually, no, people are pretty honest on Grindr because if you meet someone on Grindr that says they want you to peg them while dressed as generally some of Francisco Franco while belting out Britney Spears hits from the early 2000s, they're probably being pretty honest about that. I mean, that, 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 that that's just something I've heard. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is it for our show this week. Summer's winding down here high atop Hamilton Heights where we podcast with a 5,000 BTU air conditioner blowing cold air and causing that low background here so I'm sure you can hear on every show. If you haven't before, you will now. You're welcome. Our myriad reruns are winding down as well as our summer travels in. I've no more friends left to marry, and they've left me alone, bitter, and increasingly unfuckable in my old age, which is uh, good for the show, but uh, not so great for me personally. Speaking of unfuckable, did you know that rating and reviewing this show is one sure way to get someone to not so much fuck you, but to say fuck you when they hear the awful show you've just recommended? You do now. All of the reasons the opposite sex are repelled by me can be found on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, but not on the show name on Facebook anymore because fuck Facebook. All of the shows are in their incel glory at soundcloud.com at the show name and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Steele Sign Bledsoe, producer, only knows the ASL profanities and all the Gavin and all the other fictional traffic flow indicators on this show. We want to say the sign said red hat MAGA wearing tiki people need not apply. So take your racist ass sign and get the fuck out of here, Brett Kavanaugh. We'll see you all next week. Said you look like an outstanding young man. I think you'll do. So I took all my outs and imagine that me working for you, Lord. Side sides and through and the signs blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? Sign says anybody called trespass will be shot on the site. So I jumped the fence and yelled at the house, hey, what gives you the right? Oh, to put up a fence to keep me out on a key mother nature and to the God will see tell it to your face. It's a man, you're some kind of sinner. Same signs, signs everywhere, the signs blocking up.
Everybody welcome, come in, kneel down and pray. They passed around a plate at the end of it all. And I didn't have a penny to pay. So I took out a pen and a paper. And I made up my own little sign. Saying thank you, Lord, for thinking about me. I'm alive and doing fine. Oh, sides, sides, everywhere sides. Blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow.